Two brothers, when united, form the Disney Majors, fighting the powers of evil with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth, and I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Jake Hollingsworth, and hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast, and today is another Saturday where we will be discussing, um, what's it called again, Make My Music as our movie of the week, but first we have some very... Interesting news to go over today. Well, this is well. Have we ever had any news that's not interesting? (laughs) I don't. Not that I'm aware of. But um, the sad thing. Another thing is the Twitter mob has struck again. And as you guys know, this is Pride Month or Gay Month. Whoop de doo. And um, they completely ruined the month of June for me. But anyway, um, so people. So apparently on Twitter, people on Twitter were shipping Bucky and Sam from Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then Anthony Mackie has to come out and distinctly say that they are not gay. They're just really good friends. And then, of course, these Twitter freaks all get mad. And they demand that they that he, that they want to cancel him. Well, they're trying to cancel him. And they think that, they just think that all men should be gay. Like, all men, they're, they're, so apparently, what they're saying is that men, two men can't just be friends. They have to be gay, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just... I mean, the Twitter mob is is getting really just kind of annoying now. They, they were, they, these are the same people who were supporting him for being the, the first black Captain America. And now they've turned on him. Yeah, which so, is just ridiculous. To anyone who wants to go woke, don't. Because eventually they'll betray you. No matter what you do. If you mess up once, that's it. You're done. Then, they, then they'll come after you. Yeah, so... The Twitter mob is, is really just kind of annoying by this point, and I hope that Disney doesn't give in, because if they do, then it's not going to make things better. It's just going to make things worse for everybody. Um, they'll make the mob stronger, and it'll just become more and more of a problem, so don't give in, Disney. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's... The mob, if you... If these big studios give in to the mob, then it's not going to be good. Um, so, as long as we can just... As long as Disney and all these big studios don't listen to the mob, then I think we'll be fine. But if they start doing what they say, then that's when things are going to start getting out of hand, I think. Um, yeah. So, um, I don't think we have really anything else. There was something I wanted to talk about the other day that was like old news. Oh yeah, we had we talked about the Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. Set photos? Huh? No, we didn't. We didn't? Okay, so yeah, we have some... This is some kind of late news, I think. But we have some new Sonic the Hedgehog set footage because we had thought that they were done shooting, but no, they're not done shooting. They just wrapped They just finished Hawaii. filming in Vancouver, and now they're oh. moving on to Hawaii. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so they finished in Vancouver. Now they're going to Hawaii. And we got a set photo of what looks like Tom Wachowski, Wachowski, whatever his name is. Um, him and Pretzel... Maddie. Oh, yeah, Maddie. Him and Maddie's wedding, it looks like. And they're not, they're already married. They're at somebody else's wedding. Oh, never mind. I was, I was, it looked like she was wearing a bride dress. No, thing. she was not. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, I was, okay. I was totally off on that. 
Yeah, you're right. They are already married. Never mind. Um, yeah. So they're at somebody else's wedding in Hawaii. Maybe Dwayne Johnson. No. He's, he's from Hawaii, isn't he? Yeah, he's Hawaiian. Okay, yeah. Probably not, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, he is. They're at Dwayne Johnson's wedding. No. Okay. He's um, already married. So then it looks as if, or we can't really tell very much from the footage, but it looks as if Sonic might come in and then kind of like, you know, because I think so far what we can gather the plot of the movie is going to be is... That, they, that Tom and Maddie leave for Hawaii to go to the, to the wedding thing and they, and they leave Sonic by himself at home. They give yeah. him more freedom. And then... Sonic has to come and get them, because I probably because Robotnik comes back, and so things get uh, interesting. So that'll be fun to see. Um, that's Sonic the Hedgehog, and I think that's all the news we have. Yeah, so yeah, that's everything. Let's move into our main topic today, which is, as you can see by the title, another Disney Parks deep dive. And today we are talking about the Haunted Mansion. Hello and welcome to the Haunted. Yes, what a great... Yes, thank you. Alright, what a great ride. Um, and another classic, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Alright, hold on. Hold on, I got it. Here it is, here it is, ready? Yeah, yeah, here it is. Ghost come out for a screaming wait. Happy horns, Come out to socialize. Yeah. Uh, the famous song from Pirates. Nope. From Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Um, Grim Grinning Ghosts, which is a very catchy tune. Um, as we've said on the podcast, this is the ride that Jake and I think is superior to Pirates of the it's Caribbean. It's definitely superior to Pirates of the Caribbean. We think both are great rides, but um, I do think Haunted Mansion is better. I just kind of like the the overall tone and vibe of it. It just looks cooler. Like, everything just looks so, like, very distinct and detailed. And Pirates ha is very distinct and detailed as well, but I think Haunted Mansion is just, it's just, like, more, it's more detailed than Pirates of the Caribbean. But, like, it else just looks cooler. Granted, we don't have a movie character because the Haunted Mansion movie was a flop. Yeah. No one wants to talk about that, even though I haven't seen it. But, like, it's just, like, it just looks cooler. Like, all the different, like, lights and blends and stuff that they did in this ride. Yeah, so the movie wasn't really the best. Um, I thought it was, you know, fine. It was a little weird. There were some aspects where you're, there were some iffy things in there where you're like, uh, what? Um, but it it was. I mean, I guess it was fine. There there are some people who like it out there. Like, I mean, I think it has gained a little bit of a cult following i think i don't know for sure uh i mean i know there are some fans of it but i i, I didn't think some it people was... some people like it for the nostalgia i think is what is what oh uh, really i mean i know that there's some people who, d who don't like it um yeah obviously. i think a majority don't like it probably it it was not exactly the best so i can i mean i just thought it was kind of middle of the road not, not the great. I mean, it's nothing compared to Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, no, I mean I haven't seen it, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, they both came out the came out the same year. Yeah, they were like, oh wow, we could do Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion, and they're going to both be a slam bang. One of them's got one's got Johnny Depp, the other's got Eddie Murphy. They're going to do great, and then one one was a slam bang slam bang hit, and the other one kind of got forgotten because of that one. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, understandably so, because it wasn't, again, it wasn't the greatest. Now, some people are wondering if the Jungle Cruise franchise will be the Pirates' replacement. Like, if Jungle Cruise, the live-action movie, does well, could they, could that spawn a franchise like what happened with Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. People are wondering, that could, so people are saying that could be the Pirates of the Caribbean replacement. And then I'm sure, actually, sorry, our cat is... Our cat's in the background. He's... If you can tell, if there's a random cat on the poster, that's our cat. He's officially a movie major. Just because he's in the background making noise. Mm, so, um, I think definitely people do not like the Pirates of the Caribbean. Not the Pirates of the... People like the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, the Haunted Mansion live action. Uh, because aren't they doing a reboot? They are doing a they reboot. They are doing right? a reboot. With who? But, isn't it with Guillermo del Toro? No, there's somebody different. I forgot who. I think it's probably uh, somebody good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's had very. It's been in development for years with very little progress. Oh really? It just recently made a. It just recently got somebody new. But I forgot who. Let me check that. No, oh, so it's still in like pre-production. <laughs> it's yeah. They had. It's made very little progress. At one point, it's a producer of Aladdin, the live-action one, where it uh, to But they left, I think, because probably probably because of Aladdin. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, the movie wasn't terrible. I just thought it was very middle of the road. Again, nothing compared to the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but, uh, it wasn't terrible. So, anyway, about the ride, um, this ride does a very good job of mixing the funniness with the silliness and just blends to make a really unique tone for a, like, haunted house type, um, attraction that, um... That is just makes it have, just has a very Disney feel to it, like just that distinct Disney twist and spin and take on a lot of the the rides that they have, like Pirates. You know that distinct Disney flavor to it. Oh, wow! So the reboot now is going to be helmed by Justin Simeon. I don't know what he's done, but I'm pretty sure he's probably done some good things, I guess. <laughs> and so the live-action Aladdin producers Dan Lin and Jonathan Eric will produce the reboot through their production company. Mm, okay. So the producers of a live action line are doing it. Or okay. producing it. Alright. So yeah, uh, the movie didn't balance the funny with or the, the funny with the creepy uh, very well at all. Uh, it was mostly just just cringy. <laughs> That's probably what it came off more as. Um, but the ride does a beautiful blend of funny and creepy. And um, there was actually a story behind that. So Walt Disney um, he had the idea to make this this haunted mansion ride. It, it, wouldn't even, it didn't even start out as a ride. He wanted to make it just like a walkthrough attraction. Like just a haunted house and you walk through and see all these little special trinkets and artifacts and stuff. Um, and he wanted to make it a walkthrough attraction. And um, somewhere down the line... It got turned into a ride. I think, yeah, it got turned into a ride. So then he hired two people to manage because uh, they were debating whether to make it a funny haunted house or a creepy haunted house. And so he hired these two guys, uh, or he put these two guys on the project. One was obsessed and he just wanted to go full like dark, dark and creepy. Scary, scare kids. And the other one wanted to make it like light and silly. And so they really fought and they clashed on um, this, this idea of whether or not to make it funny or silly. And then eventually they agreed on just trying to do a mixing, mix of... Mixing, mixing. I think it was actually... It might have been Walt Disney who said to do both. Um, but then obviously Walt Disney died during the production of... That delayed the Haunted Mansion significantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... 
um, that adds to the whole, the myths and the legends of, you know, there's actual, there is technically actual ghosts, per se, on the ride, if you want to. Because the voice actors that voice them are dead now, so you can technically, you can kind of say that they're ghosts, I guess, but not really. Yeah, and also, like, and people, I think people were starting to get a little superstitious, superstitious, and, uh, skeptical of, of this haunted mansion attraction, because... You know, after they heard Walt Disney dying, and and for a lot of years it just remained just dormant, and there was just this section of the park. It was just like this creepy Dead looking area. house, and it was just sitting there, it wasn't open, and people would walk by, and they'd just see this like, just this, just this, this closed off section, and like. And then that's when all the all these rumors started flying around. They they that's, they heard someone died during the production, and they had to shut down the whole project. Like, all these different rumors and stories that none of them were true, but all these different rumors and stories just started flying about what happened in that house. Mm-hmm. And one of them was that somebody died during production. Or like someone died on the ride or something. Yeah. There were actual ghosts, and then, yeah, it was, it's, uh, the production of Haunted Mansion was very interesting, to say the least. So, um, you can go just research more information if you want. That's a general overview of, uh, production on this on this uh, attraction um, very fun attraction uh, the actual ride itself is I mean again it, it's it's just very memorable and again just classic um, all the sequences all the rooms you go through they just stick in your brain you know from from the, the hallway with the the paintings and the lightning flashing to the 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 other hallway with the the candle the floating candlestick thing yeah it's really cool how they um, do it definitely and you know just all the tricks and illusions that they did to, to to bring this attraction to life are all just very cool and creative and and um, just the, the it's just a great ride it's a, and, yeah it's a really fun ride it's all, not too scary you know which, although I do think it'd be interesting to put a drop in there. But still, it's not too scary, so we're basically where everyone can enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. Although, our co- when we went with our family, our cousin, he was skeptical of it, but I'm pretty sure he liked it. But then, yeah, he's, he was little. He was I, little. I don't know if he did like it. I think he was pretty frightened. <laughs> I don't think he was frightened. All I heard was that he was skeptical. <laughs> he's like, that haunted mansion, huh? Because uh, I think, yeah, it was his first time at Disney World, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. But anyway, this is a really this is a really good ride. It's probably one of the best rides that Disney has, definitely. Yeah, um, and one thing I wanted to mention is the original like concept for story of this ride was that the narrator was going to be in the form of this crow that was in every room talking to you and telling you about it. Um, and you can still see remnants of this in a lot of the rooms. There is a crow um, sitting there, and his mouth moves, and he and he crows and stuff. He crows. Um, I think you mean he cries. And he, no, he squawks. Squawks. He croaks. No, croaks. I think that's what I mean. He cries. He squawks. He, he talks. He moves his mouth and makes noise. Um, and in the, in the ride, I think he just makes like a crow noise. But uh, the original idea was that the narrator was going to be the crow. And for some reason, I mean, I guess they just decided it, it would be too budgetary. It makes more sense just to have the narrator be, or your host be a ghost. Rather than a crow, yeah. Because I mean, that makes a lot more sense. Or maybe that was budget cut Bob's handiwork. Oh wait, he wasn't around then. Never mind. Yeah, like he was like five. Yeah, alrighty, boys, let's cut down the budgets. Yeah. 
by a billion dollars. One billion dollars taken away from all future Disney Disney Parks projects. Insanity. And now the Come Avengers The Avengers Quinjet ride might not even happen, right? That's not for sure, but no one no one knows for that's, sure. That's that's unthinkable. And then like some stuff and the Epcot overhaul is going to be changed to fit because they lost a billion dollars from their budget. Wow, that's sad. Yeah, because they have to re- so they have to rework it now. So like some some building in Epcot is going to do under as going under major revisions. So yeah, uh, again, back to Haunted Mansion, the uh, the balance of creepy and funny is very nicely placed, um, and it's not too scary, but it's it, it does it's not like. The, it's not like I don't know unthreatening. Well, not threatening. It's not threatening you. If you leave this ride, uh, no flash cameras or we. No, they say they do. It's kind of threatening at the end. They say, you say, they say, step out and a ghost will follow you home. Yeah, that's not really a threat. I used to be scared of that when I was little. Really? Yeah. Well, well I mean, you know, we were there. We were both scared of aspects of the ride when we were younger. You were scared of ghosts. I was never scared of. You were scared a ghost was gonna follow you home. Yeah, that's the part you're scared about. Well, I think I was scared of ghosts. When I was, little. I was anyway. scared about that one room with the the eyes in the in the dark. You remember that? I was scared of that part. You were also me. scared of that same kind of thing on Big Thunder Mountain with the bat eyes. No, with the bats. Yeah, but we get there when we get there. By the way, when it comes to Big Thunder. Apparently, Mountain. I had like the bat, a fear of bats when I was younger. Yeah, but did you catch because like I yeah, the, like, the, like the the little yes, I know. And then, the, like, the little room, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, the room that you go through where you just see the eyes on the wall, and they're, like, looking at you. Um, yeah, that scene scared you. Yeah, that, that, was the, that was the scene that... Did you cover your eyes? Scared. Yeah, I, I had to cover my eyes every time for the longest time. I forget when I stopped uh, being scared of that. Cover that was... my eyes for if the dark... Okay. Then my um, brothers will die. So, yeah, I, I did that for the longest time because I was scared of that part for some reason. I don't, I still don't understand why you were scared of a ghost following you home. You weren't scared of anything in the ride. I was scared also, well, I mean, I was just afraid of getting jump scared in the, in the graveyard. Yeah, scene. I was scared of that too. Because, like, I'd always, like, i just cover my eyes because I, I still jump sometimes when they pop out of the grave uh, a little bit. Um, they're like, brah, um, they'll say, brah, brah, <laughs> it's like a punk teenager, brah, yeah, brah, brah, like a, a punk teenager, I guess. Um, yeah, so Haunted Mansion, great ride. One thing Wait, I'm sad that we do not get is the Halloween overlay, because... Oh, the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, that's awesome in Disneyland, I've seen videos of it, it's awesome. But we yeah, because they just redo every part of that ride, and it just is awesome. Uh, it just is so cool, and I'm just very sad that we don't get that because it is awesome. Yeah, and it's amazing. We don't even get anything, I don't think, for Halloween, do we? No, no overlays, no nothing. Yeah, you? we don't really get overlays, we just get shows. Yeah. I'd rather have overlays than shows. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Well, we also have villains come out. Yeah, but they get that too. Yeah, that's true. It's like, talk, I'm talking about things that we have that they don't have or they have that we don't have. Um, yeah, I really liked the hell the, the Halloween overlay because that was awesome. It, That's just, super cool. They just redo everything. They just redo the story of the attraction itself because uh, there is a rumored story about what the quote unquote story for the haunted mansion is. There's all these theories and 
and rumors and speculations about the story of it. Um, and Imagineer came out and said what he thinks the story was, or what they thought when they were making it. I forget what it was. There was some story where the guy, where some guy dies and then like the bride is like searching for, it's like it's like it's like heartbroken. She killed herself, I think maybe. Oh, I think that was the Phantom Manor. <laughs> no, the Phantom Manor is like she's searching for her husband, I think. Which is what you just said. Anyway, um, I did not say that. The I do think yeah. All I remember is that the one for our haunted mansion. This one is that the like ghost host he like hung himself or something, which actually I think is in the movie, the haunted mansion movie. And uh, that's like the body that you see when you're in the ride and you and you're in the stretching room and he's like, uh, and then the ghost host like shook. I forget what he says, but like when you see the, you know, you see the body above you. Yeah. Um, that was like supposed to be the ghost host, and uh, of course, yeah, because he said, of course, there's always my way. Yeah, they chose that hanging body. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's um, that's I think that's supposed to be the ghost host himself. I don't Definitely. Know. We might be able to get back to you guys on the uh, actual story. But overall, that. great ride, and it's definitely one of the best rides that Disney World has to offer. Yeah, very great ride. Very cool. Very fun. Each sequence is very memorable. Um, and yeah. Now, a word from our sponsors. Alright, we're back and we're ready to talk about Make Mine Music. So, um, first things first, background of His- the company. Oh, yeah. um, History of the company. That, that sounds better. Background studios. Background studios. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, this was made in Hyperion, I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was made in Hyperion. And current CEO is Walt Disney. <sighs> You're going to hear this a lot. Until they build the Disney Studios lot, in which case, yeah. Uh, so, this well, it's not really made. It's just a bunch, of, a bunch of shorts compiled together. And so our behind-the-scenes nugget, actually... So for three caballeros, I apologize. That behind-the-scenes nugget was terrible... That was probably the saddest behind-the-scenes nugget that has ever been on this podcast. So I apologize for that one. But this behind-the-scenes nugget um, is quite an interesting one. So the first short, the the first short that is in Make Mine Music, it's called Blue Bayou. That yeah. short was originally supposed to be in Fantasia 1941. Whoa. So... Wow. What I mentioned before on our Fantasia episode, I think I mentioned this, that in Fantasia 1941, they had the longest uh, technoplane camera shot in all of Disney's history. And I, and I saw the clip, and then going into Make Mine Music, I recognized that shot, and I was like, whoa. So that was actually supposed to be in Fantasia 1941 before it got canceled, and the whole Fantasia project got scrapped, which... Uh, I'm quite thankful that they didn't continue with Fantasia. Yes, as we discussed on the Fantasia podcast, I'm so happy they didn't do that. Yeah, so that's our behind-the-scenes nugget, is that the first short in Make Mine Music was originally supposed to be in Fantasia 1941, because that is the longest technoplane camera shot, um, because the whole thing is just one shot. You follow the, you go through the bayou, you see the crane, and the crane flies, and uh, flies around stuff, and um, that's it was all one shot, so it's the longest technoplane camera shot. So, yeah, that's a behind-the-scenes nugget. 
And uh, now let's talk about Make Mine Music. So, first things first, this is actually Jake and I's first time seeing Make Mine Music. We had actually never seen this movie before because it's not really available anywhere. Disney has kind of like restricted it. The only way it's you can get it's in the vault is if you just like buy a DVD online, which is what I did last week. Uh, so we could watch it. And so now we have seen all 59 Disney feature animated films. But this was the only one that we had not seen. And so this is our first time watching it. And I got to say, this is probably my favorite out of the package era. Right off really? the bat. Yes. I, because now with Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros, which should have been one quote unquote movie, um, what they tried to do was just make it all into one cohesive thing. And then it just ended up feeling choppy and, and like the, they tried to make it a cohesive story, but it was just, just very like, there wasn't even really a storyline they were just going off about, but they just labeled it as one whole thing. So it, that was a huge problem with it. It was just weird, disjointed and, and just odd. Granted, there were a bunch of shorts, but they tried to connect them all. Whereas with Make My Music and the ones going forward, they label them all as their own short. So before we go into the short, they go, okay, this is the name of the short, and this is what it's going to be. And then you watch the short, and they take, and they more dive in, they, they understand, okay, so these are shorts. And they show you that up front, that this is just a compilation of shorts. Three Caballeros, Saludos Amigos, what they tried to do was make it all one thing. And then it was just, just a, a mess. And then this... They label it, this is, okay, this is this short, and then once we finish, we show the title card for the next short, and uh, the interesting thing with Make Mine Music, it's like Fantasia done right, uh, I guess, because it, it kept me more engaged than Fantasia. Um, probably, again, well, again, most of this is probably first-time bias, <laughs> I just realized. Yeah. If I were to watch really. this again, I probably wouldn't like it as much, but... I don't know. There's something different about Make My Music that I really enjoyed, uh, mostly because when we first watched this, the second short that you see is all the cats join in, and that's like this upbeat, jazzy uh, piece, and I am a sucker for jazz music. I love jazz. I love blues. I love uh, funk, type funk, F-U-N-K music um whoa and i just love all of that so this having a jazz piece in there that having it would be one of the first ones that was automatically um a hook for me i was like okay yeah that's great and i love the all the cats join in short that's my favorite one out of the bunch because it's a really cool upbeat jazzy type um music and the interesting thing with all these shorts is Every short is kind of a different type of music, uh, so that's interesting. You get some more diversity in the types of music that they have in there and the different visualizations, and there's actually talking. They're not just playing the, the music and then having the characters just move along to it or having visuals that coincide with the music. They're actually people talking at times. Each short has its own storyline, whereas with Fantasia, it was just, here's some classical music, here's some visuals. And with Luis Migos and Three Caballeros, there was some music, but the storyline was all disjuntled and, and weird and off, and, and uh, there were some places that they went that probably weren't the best directions to go in. Um, this one, it's, it takes itself more as, okay, this is a compilation of shorts. This is not a movie. This is not a feature animated film, although it's labeled as a feature animated film. Yes, I know. It's more, it's just a compilation of shorts, and they 
they they say that up front. This is the name of the short. This is just what it is. Whereas and they just and they just show a title card and they show who does it and then you jump right into the short. It doesn't have this guy talking in a monotone voice explaining what the short is like in Fantasia and it's not trying to group them all together into one thing like Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros. So basically it's Fantasia and Saludos Amigos done right. Um, and yeah, it, it kept me engaged. I liked the diversity and all the music types. Um, the music was good. It wasn't just all classical music like Fantasia. That just got really kind of annoying after a while. Just okay, yeah, classical music, it's fine. Um, not exactly my favorite, but it's fine. Whereas with Make Mind Music, if you do all these different music types, which is more of what they do in Fantasia 2000, which we'll get to later, which Jake and I personally think is better than the original Fantasia. Yeah, um, probably. If you do more music types, then you're bound to have a short that includes a music type that someone likes. Whereas if it's all classical, not everybody likes classical music, or not everybody thinks it's their favorite, especially not anymore. Um... So if you have a bunch of different music types, then you're then everybody's gonna have something in the movie that they enjoy a lot because everybody likes a different type of music. So if you have a different type of music, then you're gonna have the one that the person likes. Um, and I mean, obviously there's some dated stuff. Um, and these there were three shorts that had a controversial thing in them that. I believe later in, in in more recent versions of Make My Music, they had to be edited out. They were like removed from the movie itself. Um, so that was all the cats join in. Uh, my favorite short, but I mean, there you know, there's the there's some controversy over some stuff in there. Uh, I'm not gonna say exactly what it is, but um, it didn't really bother me. And the, with Toby, Tony, Pedro, Peter, 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 and the Wolf. Um, that, that short, there, this is the one that I get mad over. So there's controversy with the short and make my There's music. controversy over Peter and the Wolf because of gun, because it's mainly gun-driven violence. Yeah, which I get mad at because the kid literally has a little toy gun. It has a little cork with a he string He it off in the beginning it. of the short. Uh-huh, so what does that mean? It's, it's still gun violence and that's what people get mad over for some reason. Which is, which again is a little weird. <sighs> That makes me so annoyed. It's a little toy gun. So if it, oh, in, in the movie, the kid shoots a little toy gun, and he doesn't even shoot it at anything. The only time he hits something is when he shoots it, and it hits the wolf nose. It doesn't even harm the wolf in any way at all. So you can't the gun violence thing. I just get mad at. Like in Winnie the Pooh, which we're gonna, I think that's coming up soon. The uh, mm, original. It's a little ways away. Original Winnie the Pooh movie. Um, Pooh, when he hears Tigger outside of his door, he gets the exact same toy gun out. Oh, so Winnie the Pooh is banned from existence because of his gun, his little toy gun. <sighs> that makes me mad. It, gets, it makes me mad when people get mad over these days. People getting mad makes me mad. It's, it's annoying. And there's the third one. Oh, right. The whale who wanted to sing the at whale, the whale. It's like, it's like one lyric. It was, like, it was based off of some African-American folk song. And instead of saying children, he says chillin', as if he's impersonating a black person. And that's gotten over controversy. That's also gotten controversy. Yeah, which is somewhat understandable, but, I mean, you know. That is a little bit, yeah, I can agree with that. That's, yeah. um, Although I did like the little whale short, though. That was, 
Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, like, and it's kind of like all the shorts in this movie. They were all... Uh, I mean, there, okay. was, there were a few. The slow ones, like the ballet, the ballad, um, all of those different... Those slow ones are boring. Some of the other ones I think are okay. It's just that I'm not really... I don't really have a liking for the package era that much. It's just, I mean, there's some, there's a few shorts that are enjoyable enough. Like some of the ones in here make my make my music un, are enjoyable enough. But it's just I don't. There's nothing really that like interests me. Like what that like really interests me. Like that like like oh wow that was great. It's just like I'm not, I'm not really um, engaged in what's going on in these shorts. I'm just kind of like yeah that's cool. I'm probably not gonna watch this again, but it's cool. Yeah, because another thing too is now that by this point in the package era. Now I'm like, okay, yeah, we're just going to be sitting here watching a bunch of shorts. And um, it's just, yeah, the, the I, I I guess I'm just, like, by now, by this point, we've gone through Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros where I'm like, okay, you're trying to market it as it's a story, and then it's not really going well because it's extremely episodic in the way that you've just taken shorts and then you just try to connect them. Um, whereas here, it's... You know, by this point, it fully embraces the fact that it's a compilation of shorts. It's not a movie, doesn't have a cohesive story, and so they're not trying to market it that way. And that's what I appreciate about this movie, is it's not trying to say... And that's what all the later Package Era movies do, too. Uh, our next one is uh, Fun and Fancy Free. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I really enjoy. I enjoy the... That's the, a good one. I like the Mickey and... I like the, I like the Mickey and the, the Beanstalk, yeah. but not the Bongo short as much. There's um, only two in that one. That one's probably shorter. Yeah. Uh, and all the rest. So then we have Melody Time. Ugh, Melody Time's probably going to be a bit longer. But yeah, all these, they don't try to connect them all. They're all individual shorts. They all have their own separate tone and storyline. They all kind of do their own thing. Set of characters. Thing. It's not like they take Mickey and then they have him just go up, well... A compilation of Mickey. They shorts. take Mickey. He goes off this like setup. Of, he's like having to get ready for a party. He sets up the chair, and the chair won't fold, and he ends up fighting the chair for the whole. No, I wasn't show. talking about that. I was talking no. about like, in Three Caballeros and Saludos Amigos, it's the same characters, and they're going off through doing all these random things, or in most cases, it's just Donald, or it's just Donald and Jose. Yeah. Um, in Three Caballeros, you do get Pachito near the end there, but um, it's not just the same characters going off and doing random things each time and it just feeling extremely episodic and just does not work at all. Whereas with these ones, um, it's a new set of characters, a different storyline, a different uh, world that you're in, essentially. Um, and they go off and it's just these little mini stories with some really nice music. Um, so that's what I really appreciate about make mine music is and and then the package era movies do this too the rest of them going forward um fun and fancy free you have mickey and the beanstalk and then you have the the bongo short um yeah each two different uh shorts and then malady time you have a bunch of different shorts um you know and they had ichabod and mr toe was about ichabod first and then mr toe afterwards yeah each of these going forward is a new set of characters they market it more as a like they they realize, hey, this is a compilation. This ain't a movie. Um, and so they fully embrace that. And that's what I appreciate about Make My Music is now this is the first of these to fully embrace this. And this has just some really charming shorts of the ones that we get in the movie. Um, and, you know, 
uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the shorts are charming. They're fine. Um, yeah. It's just refreshing, mostly, just to see that it markets itself as a compilation. And so, uh, and then Peter the Wolf, it's a fine short. My favorite, it's still, like I said before, is all the cast join in, because it's just, you know, upbeat, jazzy. The first one, Blue Bayou, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's okay. You know, just... Some of these boring shorts could have been put into Fantasia, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Just put all the boring shorts in Fantasia. Like the then... ballet, the Blue Bayou, all of them could have been put in ballet. I mean, Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> it still could be ballet, though, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I like the Casey short. I wonder if Casey from that short is the inspiration for Casey's Corner that we have here at Disney World. I think they have it at Disneyland, too. I wonder if that character is what inspired the the um the restaurant in Disney World because it is a basketball short and Casey's corner is a basketball themed rest or no ba- baseball have I been saying basketball this whole time yeah he said basketball like why wow, there there's a basketball short in this surprise it's Michael Jack and Jack- yeah that Michael could be, that could be a possibility yeah, that's like an R one hundred episode special every time I was talking about Michael Jordan I said Michael Jackson. Yeah, These names are so similar. Like, now we have Michael B. Jordan. Ugh. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if that's the inspiration for KC's Corner. I wonder if it is. I like that short. That was a good short. The end of that one, like, like I mean, it's all counting on Casey, and then we got this last swing, and so then he throws the ball, and we just see this shockwave, and we come to these birds singing And then tree. we come back to him, who he has apparently, where he's apparently struck out. Yeah, which, and then the whole place is, like, ruined. <laughs> which I'm like, it's how? rained down. Oh. Well, rain. Well, the the place should be built to withstand rain. Um, that short, the twist ending of that one, I don't think really meshed well. I was just like, uh, what? I don't really understand. Another question I had, or we had, was in the Toby. The no, what? Uh, what's his name? Pedro, Peter, Peter and the Wolf. Uh, what happened to Peter? More importantly, did he get eaten at the end, or did he disappear somewhere? Wait, what? What do you mean? Peter didn't see at the end of that short. Did he get eaten or something? Uh, Peter, what? He carries the wolf to the house. Oh. Okay, what's the question that we had again? The question was when the duck goes in the tree and then the wolf bites. We clearly see the duck going to the heaven, but then at the end we see the duck down back on the ground. Yeah, that, that was my question was, like, we see the wolf eat feathers, and so Jake said, well, he's not dead. And then they go up, and we see the duck walk into heaven. I said, like, wait, he's dead? Yeah, that was, I was not expecting that. And so they make you think that the duck is dead. But then at the end, they're like, whoops, surprise, he's alive. And That's so I'm like, cheating. I'm like, you don't do that. If you, like, because that implicated to me, oh, we're seeing him actually walk into heaven. But I guess it was just the character's imagination or something. I guess. I didn't even make that really that clear. Um... Yeah, Walt was starting to slip. Like this is, I know this is the third film in Tiger Tree films, but Walt was starting to slip on these. And then there's a lot of death in in, in Make My Music because then at the end the whale dies in the yeah, world. and then he's whale. up in heaven. He's singing for all these people. I don't, that's also that's not what heaven is like. Do not believe this short. This short is not to be taken seriously. Well, the short is to be taken seriously. I just just not the heaven part. Yeah, they're just visualizing heaven. They're just saying he's in heaven. There's nothing wrong with it. They're not saying this is what heaven is like. I know. No, just if saying that anyone who thinks that don't believe that. That's yeah. not right. So, um, make mine music. Very good, short. Um, and what? Very good movie. Um, 
compilation cool movie compilation. Very good. Um, I like all the cats going in. Very fun, both visualization and music of that one. Um, I'm just glad that now we can say that we have seen all 59 Disney feature animated. Yeah, films that's good for dragon rights. At so least once. For this one, I'd probably say it's like a three out of ten. I guess. Yeah, I'd give it a five out of ten. It's fine. I enjoyed it. I, I just it was just a nice refresher. Again, this might also be first time bias. I don't know. If I were to watch this movie again, I'm just like, what am I watching? Um, or I'm like, wow, this is not as good as I remember at all. Um, I don't know. It might be first time bias because, I mean, yeah, this is the first time we've ever seen this movie. And yeah. I'm just glad. Yeah, I'm just really glad because that's the, I was also just really initially excited for this, no matter what it was, because I was just excited to say, hey, I've seen all 59 Disney feature animated films. And uh, a lot of people don't even know about half of these movies, especially in this era, in the package era. Yeah, no one really I don't knows think about really these. anyone knows about very many of these at all, especially Make Mine Music, unless you're like a Disney fan, in which case, yes, you do know about them. But most of the general audience, I bet they're like, Make Mine Music? What is that? Because uh, none of these they are They don't really, know because it's not very popular. None of these are really talked about at all nowadays. Um, so very, very refreshing for me to say... That to see that they just were like, this is not a movie, it is a compilation. And so they'd label each short, and instead of having, again, like in Fantasia, this short is about a whale, and this whale, he loves to sing. He sings opera. And so, this little whale, he will go to the opera. Like, that was, it was just so boring. You remember that? The guy in yeah, Fantasia? Ugh. Like he was like was super boring, and then that's another thing we think they improved on in Fantasia 2000, where they had celebrities come in, and so I was like, "Wow, look at that person!" And they're like upbeat, and they're lively, and they're actually animated yeah. and, and expressive. They're not just like it's like Steve Martin comes in, and he's like, "Well, everyone, today we're gonna hear a short about this guy." Yeah, um, so boring. And so they just label it. Here's the short. Here we go. Jump right in. Don't need some monotone guy. Which guy, Tchaikovsky, whatever. I mean, you know, he's a great composer. Um, you know, we're just going to jump in. Here's the short. There you go. And I really appreciated a lot about Make My Music. So, yeah. might be my favorite of the package era. But we'll have to see. Because I really do enjoy Fun and Fancy Free. Not Bongo as much, as I've said. But uh, I enjoy Fun and Fancy Free. I also enjoy Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Very good short. So, uh, looking forward to those kind of... More looking forward to when we get out of the package era. Yes, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. But looking within the package era, I'm kind of looking forward to those. Um, right. Yeah, so anyway, Jake, close us out. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to go watch Eli at Hollywood Enterprises. Watch you at JBS Studios. Most of us at Minecraft Madness, Hollywood Gaming, Moot Majors YouTube channel, and through the eyes of a team. Be sure to go check us out on Instagram and follow us at the Moot Majors Podcast. Be sure to check out the X Files Podcast I have with Eli Spencer. And, and you'll, you'll hear us real soon. soon.